Um, do either of you have good guides on downgrading from 11 to 10 windows? I've never had that thing as a thing to do. So no, I don't either. Uh, they added a quote unquote AI companion to windows 11. Oh, is this the co-pilot that I can't get rid of the icon for? Yeah. Ah, that explains that. It is apparently just basically a keylogger slash. <laughs> oh, there we go. But I can pull up the settings and turn it off. Done. Uh, can you? Yeah. Right click on the menu and go to uh, right click on the taskbar and go to taskbar settings. And under personalization, there's a toggle for copilot and on off. Personalization. Copilot. Uh, it's just whether or not the button appears on the taskbar, but it's not turning it uh, off. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, the first step is you don't want it appearing on the taskbar. The second step is uh, you probably can't remove it from the internals. I don't know. Uh, there is a list online for doing it. It involves a lot of steps and then, you know, turning your computer say, off. Hello, hello, regedit. Yeah, I was going to say it's yep. a bunch of uh, registry key stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the easiest way, since I have problems with other problems with Windows 11, is to uh, downgrade to 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have any. Um, I'm still on 10, so I don't have any ways to tell you how to how to how to downgrade. But um, it's been okay. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. I don't know how much longer that will be a viable option because Microsoft will eventually stop supporting it one of these years. 2025. Not yet. <laughs> it's all I'll tell. I can tell you it's not today, so I don't know. 2025, I think. End of 2025, if I remember correctly. Sorry. I've had this discussion a few times with people that are still on 10, and that's my memory. End of 2025. If that's well, you, and we're not even going to talk about Red well, Bull's side, is, side pods. Half of that is from Michael. So, like, I, I was taken. Oh yeah, we were we were starting the list before you hopped on. How how I are was... we not going to talk about the side pods, JJ? Yeah, bro, put it on there. I'll talk about it. Look, <laughs> you want me to talk about a thing? I'll talk about a thing. <laughs> Andy, I was saying that I wanted to hear. Uh, I wanted to hear if there was a story behind you getting uh, called up to the majors as a batting coach. I don't oh, know yeah. if I want to talk about that on the podcast. Okay. Andy's Andy's batting clinic. I want to know. What? How did you hear about this? Oh, Michael, right now. Happen? I heard about it from uh, Michael right a couple now. Of days ago, I think. Oh, yeah, she mentioned man. it on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so I'm now a pseudo. Wait, 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 wait. burning pod. What are you doing here? Stop. Hit record. I can't. I don't know if I. I. I okay, it's recording. I could put this at the end, maybe. I don't know if I should talk about it or not. What, are we like or if I could personally identifiable information here? I don't think so. Mm. Are you just that bad at baseball? Bro, I dropped playing take baseball it, in take Little it easy, because sir. I am terrible. Now he's just trying to bait you. <laughs> I couldn't hit a ball past fourth grade when they stopped using the T's, dude. Uh, you, you generally <laughs> have to use... You generally... One, they don't use T's in fourth grade, so I don't know what league you were playing with. But yeah, uh, bro, I'm bad. I think you had to wear helmets <laughs> all the time. You know what I mean? Look, yeah, <laughs> I'm bad at baseball. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Fun to watch, no good at playing. Uh, okay, Michael, I will do this in a way that does not grant personable, identifiable information to the people involved. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if there was a way. I threw it out there as an if you want to talk about it. I'm excited about it, but I don't want to like, I'm not, sure. I don't want to f- fan or fawn or, I mean, he's just a person sure, overall, yeah. uh, but we were at, my daughter has decided to start playing. Hello. Welcome to, <laughs> we were gamers. This is not the opening to the podcast. I had an amazing opening to the podcast. And Why Michael, isn't it, though? I mean, I don't know. It's, no, it is now. Isn't that I what just, people are here for, really, in the end? It, like, okay, welcome to We Were Gamers. I am recording. 
I uh, it's three hundred ninety one. I'm going to hit you back, Michael, with an impossible thing for you to solve after this. All right, do it. Um, uh, I I went to practice. I've been working with my daughter on softball. She wants to play softball. And I played baseball for many, many years. And um, I played for enough years and with enough uh, private coaching that I still have most of the mechanical know-how for playing the game, even if I was never a pro level player or even a college level player. I mean, I played up until college, but um, at a certain level, it just got to be something I didn't enjoy and uh, I didn't stick with it, but it was something that I, I know well enough that when you know, my my daughter who's never played before is looking for beginner advice. It's not that that hard to start out with a T, like you were saying, JJ, you know? Um and yeah, line them I mean, up like, on look, Yeah. When it's yeah. not moving, easy. Line <laughs> them up on the T. Um there are a few girls on the team that have played plenty before. Uh the coaches in general seem to be more the main coaches seem to be more concerned with getting the team ready with like actual how to play the game stuff so they're trying to run the team through okay this is what the infield is this is where you stand this is you know most of them have not played uh, or if they have played they've played a year or so and um they still have a lot of things mechanically and game wise to learn about how to play the game and that's cool that's kind of fun actually to pass down knowledge or whatever so i went to practice and i was like hey where can i help out i played baseball i'm not a softball expert but i can try and help with something if you guys have something specific you want help with and they're like well we've got we've got um fielding position for grounders covered right like they need to know how to get their glove down on the ground snap up and throw and so we've got that covered with these two coaches these coaches are going to do this do you want to help out this other dad with batting i was like yeah sure no problem what do you want me to teach and they're like well we're just gonna leave it to him because he played with the angels oh okay (laughs) and i was like uh oh okay well then um i'll just do what he says i'm just i'm just gonna watch and uh i'll just you know i'll just do what he does and it turns out uh, he did exactly the same things I'd been doing with uh, my daughter, basically exactly anyway, and working through it in just like basic steps of, you know, how to use the T and, you know, get your hands right. These types of things it was not um, what I'm sure is a skill gap that would eventually develop in our knowledge of the game. <laughs> well, when, <laughs> when, the, when the pitching starts coming, I'm sure he has more things to talk about. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then when the pitching moves so, up to, uh, you know, a hundred miles an hour, he has different things to say. That maybe yeah, yeah. Those of us lay people. Can't yeah. comprehend. I was definitely taken aback because I've talked to this parent before and it was like, not even a thing that came up. Like, yeah, I know a little bit about baseball. <laughs> like, so oh, okay. You, so then did you like look up this dude's like uh, stat page or whatever? I just had not known his last name before that point. And once I heard the last name i was like oh i watched this person play baseball i just never knew what they looked like interesting yep that's cool so uh you know um just just me and and uh my pro coaching partner uh teaching batting to (laughs) that's nine nine year old kids (laughs) that's definitely the way you should always phrase it it's like me and my partner We, we are equals in this situation. I've been yes. to two. I've been to two practices, and he and I have both been the hitting coaches at two practices. So you know, it says something about my skills. I'm just saying. Uh, no notes. My, yeah, I know, uh, Michael. Now you've got to step your M, your MLB level of uh, food delineations. You're kind of. You're kind of the expert here. You're, you're kind of the one that has drawn the most lines in the sand on what food is what. All right. Now, I mean, you can't see me, but I'm warming up my arm over here. 
<laughs> You're gonna need to stretch for this one. Okay. Um, I I bought some cupcakes today, and Ooh, um, the, yeah, mm-hmm. I bought them from a bakery, a real bakery, not the bakery at the grocery store. Sure. Mm-hmm. They were large, like large, large, and many of the children did not like the buttercream that came on them. Oh, okay. Okay. I I'm ended up with side a, eye here. I'm I'm already. I've, yeah, I, well. it might be going where I'm where I think it's going, and I have opinions if that's the case. But continue. here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, when when removed of buttercream, uh, there was a leftover chocolate one, and it was large, and it was well well cooked. The top was large and larger than the bottom, and okay. I thought to myself, "How is this not just a muffin?" Hmm. Hmm. Is right. I I have had this. I have had this discussion before, and I think that the batter for cupcakes is different from the batter for muffins. That cupcake batter is more like cake batter, whereas muffin batter is more like bread batter, and not like loaf of bread batter, but more like a banana bread batter. I believe the technical term for it is like it's a quick bread. Yes. Uh, a muffin is I a own- quick bread. Yeah. Yes. But how can you have a chocolate muffin and a chocolate cupcake and them almost feel exactly the same? See, when you when you get into something like chocolate, it really starts to blur the line. Right? Sure but does. If I, gave you, if I gave you a blueberry muffin and a piece of, and then like a blueberry cupcake, you could tell the difference. Like there's a there's a textural difference to cupcakes. You're, you're supreme. To you're supreme courting me here with your yeah, yeah. with your. Very you know, hello. You see it. This is the Supreme Court of yeah, food decisions. You know it when you see it. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying, I, I, a cupcake, the blueberry cupcake, may look different with its blueberryness, but you can still put blueberries in it just like you can a muffin. And you could true. take a muffin, a blueberry muffin, and put frosting on it, and you'd be hard convinced if it was a small muffin not to prove that it wasn't a cupcake i think sure, you would know pretty quick when difference. you when you taste the muffin part you'd be like hey this doesn't taste like a cupcake i don't know man this cupcake to me when i ate it today i was like i'm pretty sure this is like a muffin i mean i'm not going to tell you that the ones you had weren't a problem but like because mm-hmm. i have had it you I feel like both of you have had the uh, the cake that I have at my birthday most years. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have started making it in muffin tins. As you should. That's awesome. Because nice. More what crusty. the hell are you going to do? That cake <laughs> is like chocolate and peanut butter and like 8 billion calories and mm-hmm. impossible to eat because it's huge. You finish yeah. one slice and you're like done for the day. But if you have a muffin, it's like... Mm-hmm. this is pretty good like hey so but it tastes like a cake that muffin is is cake you can tell and if i bite into a muffin like the only the only ones that blur and get close to that line are like when you get store-bought muffins and they're really sweet like the costco ones sometimes yeah i know what you're talking about those are really close to that cake line but they still aren't quite there um, but like if you go to a bakery or something, it's like hands down obvious that it doesn't taste like cake to me anyway. Hmm. Hmm. So it, it, maybe it's a, you know, I, I'm also not a big chocolate guy, so maybe I'm not buying the chocolate ones and then not noticing that the chocolate ones are a little more cakier than the non-chocolate ones that, that could be. Yeah. I think to me, it, it just comes down to density. Density. Okay. Yeah. Man, All right. Speaking of density, y'all, we got to talk about housing developments. The real ones or fake ones? Smooth. <laughs> on, on islands. Uh oh. Uh, I'm into this because I have different housing to talk about. Uh oh. Question uh, mark? Not real housing. It's okay. We're we're transitioning to games now. So JJ, do it up. Okay. Uh. Have, have either of you played Animal Crossing? I assume one, at least one of you has. You know, I have never played an Animal Crossing as hyped up as it is and as much as I've seen about it in the, the zeitgeist. Remember this later when I say it again in about 
15 minutes. I have played an Animal Crossing. I got it for free from the 3DS. I don't know why they gave it out for free one year. Uh, maybe okay. they leaked my personal data or something. You know? Seems like a thing that would happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I played it for about an hour, whichever one the 3DS one was, and I thought, if I'm going to clean a digital house, I might as well clean my regular house instead. <laughs> <laughs> And I turned it off and never looked back. It's a fair, uh, fair statement. It's, uh, the, so, uh, it's the guitar hero argument. Sorry. No. Yeah. If you're going to play guitar wrong. hero, learn it's guitar. Yeah. yeah. There, someone tried that. I can't remember what the name of the game was, but they tried to make guitar hero for real guitars and it just never took off. I think it was too expensive for a lot of people. The, I the remember game, that. The game was called Rocksmith, and it, it was a like, here's, we're going to force you to actually play chords. And then like, and then the reason it never took off is because it's hard. <laughs> it's probably, I don't know. Maybe it still exists. I don't know. If rock, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if still the around. game is still available or not. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing, um, like a dragon infinite wealth. And there's a portion of that game where you go to an Island. That game has like a billion mini games in it as, as a lot of these Yakuza games do. And this mm-hmm. one, they're like, what if we just built an entire Animal Crossing game inside this game for no reason? No reason. We send you there as a side quest. You can just go back whenever you want. You can use the the island to build buildings and do whatever you want. Lay your lay your islands out. Make your resort stronger. Is it like Animal Crossing or is it more like um, Bro, it's default exa- where you had the town that you were rebuilding? No, it's super duper Animal Crossing. You have a, okay. you have like buildings. You can place them on a grid. You can make oh, a chair. Okay. You have to decorate your own house. You got to collect wood, fossils, yeah, like mushrooms. It's it's super yeah. duper Animal Crossing. The best Animal Crossing game I ever played was Kingdom for Keeflings on uh, Xbox. Oh, I played a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, because it had a defined series of things you needed to do, much like an RTS. Where it was like, oh, I just need these people to go farm the woods. Like, I'm going to build a mill and they're going to go farm the woods for me. And then I've I've got wood coming in. And now I can make the next building and the next building and the next building. And then the game is actually over at a certain point. So okay. that is, uh, this has some parallels to that in that this, this, this like side mini game is like every day they give you like a list of quests. And it's like, chop seven trees, break three rocks build three furnishings, do sell an item, collect treasures from the ocean or whatever, right? Like fish, six fish or whatever. There's like four or five of them every day. And then... Oh, no, it has dailies for a game inside a game? Oh, but the the days are like from the time you go to sleep. It's it's not real-time time. Okay. It's in-game days. And you yeah. can sleep on the island, I assume, to advance the days? Bro, you have to go to sleep at your house at the end of every single day. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a little timer on the side that shows you like, you know, daylight and then it ticks down to like evening. Oh, man. And then it goes. Into All night. this stuff is about the, this is the same thing. Oh, bro. The next game it's, we're going to talk about. <laughs> it, it is, uh, it, you know, and then it's like, oh, well, it, so then the goals are like, hey, you know, this island used to be this like famous resort, but then it kind of went to crap and is not really very good. Littered with trash clear up all this trash let's build it into like a resort we can invite people in the people pay you money it's how you get money out of it right you make doko bucks i think is the name um the <laughs> island is is don doko island is the name of it uh and you know they level up to like a one star resort two star three star four star up to five star right and then your ratings you know you give popularity rating and satisfaction rating you got to get that got to get an s got to get an s rating andrew right s is better than a s, s plus up. dude s plus yeah, I don't know if there's an S plus. I'm I'm not there yet. Anyway, so but they give you clear goals. It's like, hey, if you want to get to to two star, you need to do like clear this field. You need to build. Oh God, this is exactly a, a popularity the rating of this number, a thing of this number. You know, like they give you these clear goals, and you're like, well, this isn't that much extra work. Uh huh. I only need five hundred stone to get to level two on my base, and then I get extra blank workers it is it, like that did you remember me talking about ebony a couple of weeks ago i do that, remember michael i do right remember <laughs> yeah yeah uh i 
I got 500 stone and I got level two. And it's like, well, level three is like, okay, well, that's a lot. So I'm just going to go back and play some Yakuza then. And then, and then I come back a little later because I'm out of money. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> this island is a good way to make money. And it's like, oh. But if I get like 500,000 more bucks, I can like build a cottage on the house. And then like that cottage will mean the people that come earn me more money. And then I can build this building where they'll spend the money at. And it like, but then I can go mine more stone by building a stone mining building. And then, and, 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 and bro, that game took over my life for a few days there. <laughs> it got really bad. Just, just when you think you're out. Ah, oh, I did eventually get to a five-star resort. I'll have, you know, thank you. Um, and you're done. Can you be no? Because now? I didn't get, I haven't got S. There, I'm only A. I'm only A rank. There's, there's oh. got to be S's. I know this game has S's. <laughs> because I have some like you know the, one of those things where it's like you know you invite the, you pick the guests you want to come stay at your island resort right, and it's like the the higher rank the guests the more things they care about so you got to have more points in all the various categories. Mm. And some of the guests require S's in certain categories, and I don't have S's in those categories, so I know it must be possible. But I just got to build more stuff. But now I'm starting to think like, okay, do I need to like tear down old structures to Ooh. get like higher rated ones? Because I don't have like now I'm running out of space. Mm-hmm. What if there was a button inside your build menu that just let you delete buildings? Yeah, it's it's not like that. You definitely oh, have to like I, go in and grab them off the grid. You can I've, you can I minimize have, a giant I've, building down to one square in your inventory, which is cool. But oh, as soon as you put it out on the island, it's like a 40 by 40. Like You can't like help a, it anymore. It's like a Pokeball for your buildings. Yeah, it is. So it's like I can, you know, I can build 10 of the same chair and it takes one slot in my inventory. But each chair oh, on the like island straight is, like up Minecraft. Four, is like a four by four, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I, I got very addicted to this game for like a hot couple of days that I was like, wait, I have like not, not like doko bucks. I had like 500,000 real dollars. <laughs> in in the game currency and i was like wait a minute why am i still doing this i was here to like earn this money i have more <laughs> money than i need i can go yeah um i will go back and get more money though because the money will run out eventually sure. <laughs> it's weird that it can't make you money without you going there like in um yeah you kind of have Fab- to grind what the is game it? a little bit fable three or two when you could like buy buildings and rent them and just have like I mean, passive income yeah. Maybe there's a an upgrade that lets them run the resort part uh, automatically. It doesn't take that long to do it. Mm. You know, it's it would be the equivalent of playing a round of one of the other mini games in one of those things. It's like mm-hmm. you know enough, and you'd earn like twenty thousand dollars or whatever, or maybe more if you get more fancy people. Um, I don't know. Maybe all the S class people give you more stuff, but I ain't there. I don't know. <laughs> so what if? Yeah, I want to hear your. Uh, your Animal Crossing journey, Andy. What if you took that game and you took Minecraft and you took open world Pokemon and put them all uh, together? Uh, Are you guys like ready? <laughs> Are you guys ready to join the discourse and talk about Pal World? Oh, okay. I was wondering where we were uh, going with this. Uh, Great. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Did you play Pal World? It's available on uh, the Xbox for PC Game Pass as a game you can just play. Don't have to pay okay. money. Extra money, I guess. <clears throat> so what if you had to collect 500 stone and 500 <laughs> twigs? Sure, yeah, yeah. In, uh-huh. order to build a, in order to build a workbench and a campfire and then hack down three more trees so you could build a bed and then you could upgrade your base to level two. And then at level two, you're allowed to use a pal or AKA a Pokemon in your base to start building things and doing things and doing work for you. And then once you built an advanced workbench and a storage box and a pal bed, then you got to level two and you can put two pals in your base and they can start doing work for you. And then you could put a quarry in your base and they could go mine the stone for you. And then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're uh-huh. just going to let you go and see how far you can go before you run. out. <clears throat> I mean, I can go to level, I think, 17 is where I'm at now. I was going to say, all I care about is what level do I have to get to to give my little sheep gatling guns? 
Uh, that kind of happens along the way. There's a tech tree in the game where, um, whereby you can like build normal stuff. So like at level three, you can build armor for the first time, right? Like, and hopefully you've already captured the sheep Pokemon at that point or pal, I guess I should use the real world, real word pal. Cause they're not really Pokemon. I mean, they are, but they're not, um, they're legally they're, distinct non-actionable Pokemon. They're <laughs> not though. I mean, as much as I think it's funny that people call them Pokemon cause you can trap them in pal balls. Um, they, they're they're somewhat distinct on their own. They have different things going on. They have way way more stats than Pokemon do, um, especially because they work in your base, and there are like traits. You know, like Pokemon have traits. You know, in the later games, um, these guys have traits that are. Oh, this one's like a workaholic. He'll work until he can't work anymore. This one eats less food so when you're in your base you don't need to have as much food for your pals to eat this one um, is really good at base defense so if he's in your base he gets 20 percent extra attack damage or you know things like that um, okay so it's like little like little things that you can min max on if you really it's like oh this guy on, loves stone and so i could like have him mine the stones better or whatever well on top yes exactly but on top of like their normal um this type of game like pokemon game type type of stats like attack defense uh ability points um you can each sign three abilities to each of them and they kind of cast them automatically ish you can't really control them like you would a, a pokemon they just sort of run around next to you doing stuff um mm. they're they're more autonomous than in a pokemon game um and you can also upgrade them so like if you find one you really like i have this one that follows me around it's called a daydream and it it won't stay in its pal ball. Um, it just floats around next to you. So you can have it and another pal out. So you can have two pals following you around and they just sort of attack. They use their abilities on whatever you're attacking. So like if I shoot my crossbow at something, they both go instantly use abilities on it. Okay. Um, and then they have like more activated abilities you can use, but back to the Gatling gun question. Um, there's that tech tree I was talking about. And once you capture a pal, if they have a crazy ability like that, like a lot of them do, um, they unlock in the tech tree that you need to spend a point on it. And then you need to build an item that goes in your item slot. So like if I have <clears throat> this leaf Pokemon, Pokemon pal, if I have this leaf pal, he looks like a squirrel, but he's made out of leaves almost. Um, if I build his tech thing and then, you know, have it in my inventory, he will sit on my shoulder with a Gatling gun and shoot at people. But I have to have okay. that item and I have to have unlocked that item. But it's not like you have to, like, make it a certain way into the game. It's more like you have to make it far enough into the game to find those pals and then just do the minor amount of work to do it. So. But what okay. you discussed was turning a pal into a Gatling gun. That's uh, the opposite of what Michael asked. Michael said, when can I give the Gatling gun to the pal? Yeah, so that's the thing, right? They they are the same thing, right? The you pals don't pick make... up other pals and shoot them? No, you don't make the gun and give it to them, right? It's their ability or whatever you just have to Was i lied it. to in this trailer where i saw like <laughs> a sheep holding a gatling gun uh-huh yeah as far as i understand it web of lies as far as i understand it i mean i'm not at the end of the game so far but like it seems I suppose anything like is possible yeah i suppose anything's possible i got to the meat cleaver and i decided i don't know if i want to keep playing the uh, the infamous meme meme cleaver of the uh, you can butcher your pals in the wild uh, for meat. E There's no pacifist way to play the game at all. So like a Pokemon game, you might be able to just capture things. Um, the the pal balls have a they tell you up front like if you throw this at that that pal it's not going to work it's, it's a one percent chance of success which means it's just going to bounce off Wait, and then like that the pal best innovation in pokemon ever telling you the actual <laughs> percentage instead of giving yeah. you like garbage yeah. hope you hit them enough times question mark yeah and it tells you up front 
Um, but a lot of them, you need to fight them in order to lower them, just like in po- in Pokemon, right? Sure, um, okay. And you can get away and, from it, darn. <laughs> and then, well, and then the percentage goes up, so you can like bring up the pal ball, and it'll tell you again. It's like, oh, now it's down to like a sixty percent. But the fights happen so fast, and then there's these like areas. So um, there's like towers in the game. Oh, I'm gonna go to this tower, and inside the tower is a boss. They also have dungeons that have the same thing, and those you have to defeat them. Like you, you can maybe capture them at the end, but you have to fight them for like twenty minutes. Some of those fights are pretty long. Um, cause you get, you kind of go through all your pals and you got to like kite the bosses so you don't die. Things like that. Um, it's a technical ish game. It's got a lot, a lot, a lot of DNA from, um, Minecraft. It's got a lot of DNA from Fortnite cause it's an unreal game. Like they even swing the pickaxe the exact same way they do in Fortnite. <laughs> I mean, okay. same exact motion. I don't know. <laughs> same color palette as Fortnite. Um, I never felt like I was running around and was like, oh, this is just a Pokemon ripoff, though, you know. Uh, but I did run around thinking they want me to build like a home and a base and all these things. And all I really want to do is just play the game. And it's starting to get to be like, oh, I got to go out and mine ore. So I can bring the ore back and put it in the furnace and my fire pal can work the furnace for a day and a half. So make me metal ingots and then I can use the metal ingots to blow, you know, like. So it's too many, it's too many games layered on top of each other. for is a lot. One of the layers. I one could use a layer. one. I could use one less layer. Yeah. Like the, uh. Oh, upgrade your base. Keep upgrading your base. Keep upgrading your base. They give you all the the tools. They're like, okay, well, next step, you need to build a wheat farm. Well, how do I build a... What was that? What What is that? My computer's just making noise for no reason. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, I have to build a wheat farm. Oh, what do I have to do to build a wheat farm? Well, just like Minecraft, they don't tell you. They don't tell you things in the game. They tell you like, oh, you can use this parachute to glide down from the mountain. Okay. Okay, great. How do I do that? Well, you hit the space bar. Okay, well, I jumped off this tower. Turns out it uses your stamina bar. Oh, by the way, there's a stamina mechanic in the game. <laughs> it uses your stamina bar for you to use the glider to drop down. Okay, wonderful. Well, I can kind of feather the glider, I guess, and, and glide down, just like in, in freaking Fortnite. Uh, but I landed in the water. Turns out if you land in the water without stamina, you instantly drown. Oh, that's a problem. Oops. <laughs> Would have been nice to know. Yeah. Swimming in deep water uses stamina, or you can try swimming harder in regular water, which also uses stamina. Hopefully you get out of the water before you lose all your stamina because you can't rebuild stamina in the water. But that mechanic is not discussed anywhere. So when you're trying to swim around the island because you can't get up or down off these cliffs and you just sort of die your way around the island and keep corpse running to your items. <laughs> you drop all your stuff in the game when you die, so you got a corpse run back. Oof. Yeah. You can turn that off in the settings if you really don't like it, I guess, for kids. Um, but uh, the game's not that hard, so I left it on. <laughs> you, do, you, you can die pretty easily. Um... I don't know if I'll keep playing. <laughs> I, uh, it is very funny to me listening to you talk about all this, and I'm like drawing the mental parallels between this and the the island mini game. And it's it's and it really is similar. So it, similar. The, uh, the stamina because, stuff and the inventory stuff is not is obviously very different. Yeah. Um, but also, it's like it's also Animal Crossing esque because like you do have to build a base, right? And and while they're aren't people necessarily in your base that you're trying to get to come there. You have to manage and plate spin all the like resources you need to have all your pals working the base. And also there are people in the world. There's like towns in the world. So you can kind of integrate your base next to one of them if you want. And then you've (laughs) kind of got to manage that as well. I, I intentionally didn't bring up one of the mechanics in this because it tied into a bunch of other stuff. And I guess I'm going to do it now. But there's a farm in that 
in this minigame in, uh-huh. in, in Infinite Wealth. The farm is populated by the in-game version of Pokemon, which is a thing oh that also exists god. in the Yakuza game. Oh my god. And you can put them to work at like, it's, they can go into a gym the so they can get stronger. Thing. They yep. can go tend uh-huh. crops. Uh-huh. Can crops which you can use to make souvenirs and stuff. I or they literally can, have They can make pals. money. Uh-huh. They can sort you resources. And then also on that island where the farm is, you know, you can... Um, there's an online section where you can like go look at other people's farms and do uh, stuff there for whatever reason. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's we are like, approaching, <laughs> we very... are approaching gaming singularity. Here. The funny part is though the the like Pokemon aspect of it is like you know you, there are Pokemon trainers and Pokemon battling like the Pokemon part of the Pokemon game outside of the farm and the animal crossing area that actually is the pokemon game like you have four, you have five trainers and you have to go around and beat them in order and you got to fight battles in between to level up and like do yeah. all that stuff that is like pokemon and there's types and they show you the like the corner it's like red beats green beats blue beats red and then light and dark beat each other it, like fire emblem-esque almost in terms of like yeah. the, the the damage wheel there but like it's a poke. It's a straight up Pokemon game. They all have moves. They have special moves. It's totally Pokemon, but that's all completely separate from the Animal Crossing side of it, which is all the Power World stuff that you were just talking about. I think games are Wild. too too ambitious. I mean, Power World. I don't know how they did all of this on the whatever budget they had. I think it's because it's all in Unreal Engine, right? And they didn't have to build it all. Yeah, my um, guess is a lot of that stuff was like the Fortnite creators are like, here's the, the mining animation we used. And they're like, uh-huh. yoink. Oh, yep. Thank you for that code. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally, the, the like beating things down is the same exact animations, right? Like if you're trying to beat down a tree to get wood, just like you would in Fortnite. Um, it's the same exact thing. And to be so, fair, like there's some smartness in doing that. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not implying. I'm saying like, even from their perspective, it's like, People know what hitting a tree in Fortnite looks like. Yep. If we make our hitting a tree look the same as that, they'll understand they're supposed to hit the trees. Like, yeah, that is a good yep. point, JJ. That something I think is a lost. I don't. I listen to not a lot of gaming podcasts, but some of them, I don't think they are accounting for the generation behind us that are well integrated in knowledge of what is in Fortnite and like. Be, Things don't need a tutorial when they are shorthanded by a game that their entire generation has played or watched played. Well, you say that 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 was the exact thought that I had when you were describing the stamina. I was thinking that's just Tears of the Kingdom. Oh, dude. I have Power World stole 10 million percent of things from Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. I have not played those games yet. And you know what my reasoning at the very end of this was going to be is... I feel like pl- when I'm playing Pal World, I should just stop this and go play those Zelda games. There you go. I, you I literally, should. I, I Andy, said that you think to myself. That you're like, oh, they they look like they're stealing from Fortnite. No, they aren't. They're stealing from Breath of the Wild. <laughs> you should it's go play the some glider, Breath of the Wild. The glider animation, the way that he pops it, the he or she, whatever you play as, uh, pops it out. I was like, I've seen this exact clip in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, the, the, the color palette is 100% stolen from Breath of the Wild too. Like yeah. all the like hues uh, and kind of like look of the island and stuff. I guarantee very, you, very I haven't even heard that much Breath of the Wild music. I guarantee you, all the music cues are exactly the same. It would not surprise me. Um, so that was my end of thing. Was like, you know, what would be better than all this is if there was less stuff to do. So I should probably go play Breath of the Wild. Like I don't need to build a base. I really don't want to actually. Like I think it's funny. A little bit of like build a base and use the things you can capture in the world to do it, including people if you want. Um, I did catch one of those dudes that was raiding my base that is like a bad guy in a power ball just to see if it was legal. <laughs> uh, it was. He's very bad at everything, unlike pals. So who cares? You know? Um, catch and release. Yeah. Well, you can't. You can release, but the literal only way I have been able to find, and this is a lot of the problem with that type of game is like, I have to look on the internet for everything because there's no tutorial. So it's like, how do I release pals? The only way I can figure it out is if I use the meat cleaver to butcher them. Uh, Right? Like, why is there no just release button? There must be, there must, yeah, there must be buried somewhere some button. Well, they, I mean, they do not explain to you. So like my first big fight in the game was I was level 
six and I took on a level 11 because I had to look up in the internet. Okay. Who, which pals can chop down trees? Cause I need a pal that can chop down trees. Oh, it's this one. Okay. So I go find that one. Oh, it's level 11. I'm level six. Well, let's fight it anyway. Let's see if we can like use our gamer ability that I have, you know, having played enough games, I know how to kite a monster. Yeah. Uh, Sure, I played a Frost Mage in WoW. I know how this works. Right, exactly. And it works, right? But one of my pals ended up getting knocked out. So he turns red and you can't use him. There is literally no tooltip that comes up when that happens. There's no explanation. There's no nothing to explain how you're supposed to revive them. You're just supposed to know that you need to put them into your bases, what they call a pal box, which is like a computer, um, and let them revive in the computer. That feels like the early access thing where it's like they will have something that explains this at some yeah, point. But in, also maybe seven is, months after this is also the generation, game. though, that plays Minecraft and Fortnite. And there's really nothing tutorialized in those games. So they're used to having to look other places for things. Yeah, I guess that's true, right? Maybe this is also just how that stuff like that works in those games. And they're just like, oh, well, of course you put it in the computer thing. I mean, and I've been like, playing well, actually Minecraft a little bit recently with um one of my little nephews and um he the amount of knowledge they are able to store about how these games work is mind-blowing to me it's funny i I have a tough time remembering dungeon layouts from zelda you know (laughs) go ahead i was gonna say we we talk about it like it's a you know it's a a change in the way that games are presented and, and kind of a new thing but if you think about it it's really an old thing it's yeah like Think of how games used to be in terms of not really explaining anything to you. And you just had to kind of jump into the game and figure it out for yourself. And there's definitely a layer of the tutorialization is there for the people that need it and the kids don't need it. And so the games that are really squarely aimed at them don't put the tutorials in because the kids that they're playing it don't need it. And then you or I come along, Andy, or like how I mind fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. they're like dad you're too old like you clearly don't get it like this you obviously you do this and this and this and you're like okay yeah you know <laughs> and, and it, meanwhile if you gave your kids smash and you'd be like well obviously marth's up b has a lane that's slightly longer than and they're just like what are you talking about right it's, yeah smash is a very good example right or like even mario kart right they know the basics of Mario Kart, but like I could try and explain to them how to drift all day and they still would be like, I don't understand what you mean. I'm going to run into this wall. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's just a they have the mental energy and time to explore that stuff and not this other stuff yet. Right. And one of these days they'll beat you real bad at Mario Kart. And you'll wish we were back never, in the good old days. Never going nothing. down. No way. <laughs> Not this one. Remember, the Mario Kart Alpha Theory states that whenever they find the one, that's theirs. So, you know, we, uh, we got yeah. a next Mario Kart coming someday. Knock on wood. For the Switch <laughs> 2. I don't know, man. I like the Mario Kart Alpha Theory, but I think I'm better at 8 than I am at all the others. Oh, the Alpha Theory is about, like, your favorite one, right? Oh, Not okay. the one you're Not actually the, the best you're... at. Oh. Because I agree with you, I'm probably at this point better at Mario Kart 8 than I ever was at 64 or snes or any of the ones that i actually played so first. fun though <laughs> oh they were all super fun yeah i was I never any good double dash though i was always terrible <laughs> uh since we're a pal world takes place on an island so since we're talking about islands um i know we all saw oh man there's two of them one one as pokemon related island did you ever hear about Pokemon Resort? Do, do you know what that is? No. It's a faint bell. Okay. So, like, Pokemon Resort, I think, is a game where you, you try to create a resort, JJ, much like your Yakuza game. Oh, okay. And make it be a thing for Pokemon to enjoy, and they come and rest. They made a TV show called Pokemon Concierge based on this, which hmm. uh, is a stop-motion a real stop motion thing and they Netflix just said they're going to make more of it. So. Oh, wild. Yeah. Well, so crazy, like, right? They made clay models of like Pokemon and stuff. That's kind of sure wild. Did. Yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, I think the backgrounds, some of the backgrounds are generated AI or not AI, but um, CGI. Um, but I think all of the main modeling was clay. Uh, so there was only like six episodes. They weren't very long, but it was based on that Pokemon resort, which is what remind you Yakuza reminded me of, uh, which is the only thing I reason I'm mentioning it. The other thing that takes place on an island, uh, did you guys uh, catch those Shogun commercials during the Super Bowl? Yeah, man. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> Are you excited? I, Michael's yeah. response there was sure did. Do you guys know this is based on a book? Yeah, James Clavel. It's part is of that, a series, actually. Is that widely yeah, known? Uh, it Not, sold like a couple couple million copies i don't can i tell you a small story please i don't have a lot of things left from my grandparents um over time i've matriculated some of them out of the things that i have kept um a lot of family members have wanted things and we generally split it all up and frankly i don't i don't want a lot of stuff i just want mementos but um one of the things I still have is this book, actually. Specifically uh, Shogun? Specifically Shogun. I'm not sure if it's first edition, but it's very old. It's definitely from like the 70s. Well, I'll tell you, the first, it was printed in 1975. So if it's from then, then that'll be a first edition. There copy. you go. Yep. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's first edition or not. It's paperback. I don't know if it came in paperback or not. So it could be a second well, printing yeah. from the 70s also. The first paperback edition, maybe potentially, right? But, Possibly. Yeah, I haven't. That's... I've never looked. I didn't really care. It's in terrible condition. It's not like it's worth keeping, other than the fact that I remember it sitting on my granddad's desk for years. You um, know, uh, don't say that though. If these things get popular again, like people pay for the old copies of some of these old books, so you never. Well, know. anyway, uh, I knew about this because I have it, and when I saw the trailer, I was like, "Is that from the James Clavel book?" That's crazy. Um, which it's actually the third book, but it's technically the first. I don't know. Okay. Do you okay? How much do you want to know? <laughs> How much do you guys want to know about this? Uh I mean I don't want to know anything about the story because I'm absolutely watching whatever this show is. But you're saying it's like a prequel or something, or is that what's is that Michael, what's happening here? How much do you want to know about this? Yeah, I mean I'm kinda in the same boat. Okay, I'll try to give us like structure. Okay, structure wise, it is based on a real story, kind of. His version is fictionalized, but there's a real story of, of a man called William Adams, um, and his journey to Japan, and that's what most of the series is based on. It's not the very well named series. It's called the Asian Saga. These book, these books. It's not not so good in my name, in my opinion. Um, but they don't all take place in Japan, which is why I think that's why it's called that. Because I remember, I think I have three of the books. One that I've seen or have is called Taipan, uh, Shogun. And another one I remember seeing is called Gaijin. So I think there's more than that, though. Anyway, um, they weren't written in chronological order. So Shogun is the third book of the series, but it's chronologically the first. By oh, like okay. uh, by like 200 years. Ah, uh, okay. So then, you know, the second book is not about William Adams, but the first book was, or the gotcha. third book, or whatever you want to call it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, as far as I remember, um, they're all stories about like Western bad interactions with with Asia, um, you know, stuff like that. I can believe that. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh-huh. I, I think the the trailer that I saw looks sweet. Yeah. And it, did I catch that it looks like it's in Japanese? 
I definitely saw a lot of subtitles, so I'm assuming that there are people speaking Japanese in this. I hope they don't do the thing where they all talk Japanese for a little bit and then they switch over. Switch to English. Right? Like, does that bother anyone else where it's like, oh, it's such a foreign language. Now the white man understands it and we can switch to English. Like, why would they stop speaking Japanese? uh, You know, make the white guy speak Japanese and put subtitles under him. They're definitely, I understand the like a movie and TV making thing that they do when they do that, right? They're like, ah, that, you know, he understands. So now you, the audience get to understand, right? That's what they're trying to do. They do that in, uh, 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 what's the other, what's the, the Tom Cruise one about Japan? Um, the last samurai, The last samurai. Yeah. He hears them all speaking Japanese and then he understands and then. No, they we do don't it speak in, Japanese uh, anymore. Antonio Banderas's Thirteenth Warrior too. Oh, no one talks no, about that one. No, no. I love the way that works in that movie. <laughs> like him sitting around the campfire, listening to all these Norse dudes yell and like say things, and then eventually, but, like he slowly figures it out. But he he speaks to them in their language, right? Like through some sort of magic, basically. It's dumb the movie is dumb that movie works with it for some reason i don't know why i do wish they would speak norse in that movie too which would have been cool i i think he just like learn he's like a scholar and like learns the languages right and then just like speaks or it's pretty magical how quickly it happens but yeah Yeah, i think the conceit there is easier to get by with because they switch from him speaking english which would basically have been Arabic, right? He would have been speaking Arabic. So it's not like he switched from speaking English to English or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. That that one's a little wacky compared to the last samurai one where everyone just starts speaking English all the time. Uh, As an aside, it's very funny. Uh, Speaking of like English and Japanese switches and stuff, you know, this, the like a dragon game that I'm playing uh, takes place in Honolulu. L- large parts of it. Hey, you know what language they mostly speak there? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm playing the game in Japanese because I like the Japanese voice actors and like the, the characters like that. I've grown used to hearing them talk in Japanese. So right. I, ex- I expect the characters to talk in Japanese. And for the most part they do, but like you run into people on the street and it's very funny to hear them be like, like, hey, watch it, jerk, when you walk into them or whatever. <laughs> and, like, it's very funny, some of the deliveries, because you can tell this is the Japanese language track. I wonder if I switch to the English track, if it's a different performance, because I hear some of them say, like, it's clearly someone who isn't speaking, like, an English as a first language, because it's a stilted delivery of someone saying, like, hey, you jerk. And it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny and like some of the lines that they read in english versus japanese and i have the subtitles on so it just shows in english all the time right it's like that guy said that in english i can just hear it (laughs) right yeah it's like the subtitle is still on you know but then i wonder is like so if i was if i didn't have the subtitles on would they show the english the japanese subtitle for people that don't know or not like i'm I'm getting twisted into a corner of like (laughs) what would and wouldn't be subtitled because like there's parts where like people two people have a conversation in english i can hear them and the subtitles are matching what they're saying but like is that subtitled in japanese for the japanese people i don't i don't know oh that's a good question you're gonna have to play it through again i will not i refuse (laughs) (laughs) if i subtitled if i put the subtitles in japanese i won't know what's happening right so i was just curious but it feeds into this is like, especially for a show like this, you know, the Shogun, where it's set in Japan in that time period. Yeah. You know, part it's of the historical accuracy. Japan. Yeah. I mean, that's like the end of the Shogunate era or like no, near the it's end of the it, right? first, first Shogunate era, isn't it? I'm really bad with what years are what in ancient Japanese history. I'll just go ahead and say uh, thanks high school and you know, other history classes. None of you taught me this, this history period very well. Well, outside of us history, right? I going to say, yeah, U S curriculum, but that's another podcast. Yeah. Episode. Right. That's, yeah. that's, I'm a, sure if that's I was a in different Japan, podcast. Uh, I'm sure genre. if I was in Japan, I would have gotten the Japanese history, but I wasn't. So, yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to remember if I remember from the book if it was like a certain Shogunate era. I don't know. Oh, as if we're talking about Japan, we never talked about uh, Blue Eye Samurai, JJ. Oh, man, dude. What a great show. People should watch that. What a great... Man, I love that show. I think people should watch it, but I found it very uneven. Hmm. Okay. Um, I I have two two notes, I guess, about it, which were... I thought some of the episodes were really introspective about this person that is a samurai or trying to be a samurai. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Edo period makes for really good, uh, like cu- culture conflict, right? Like up to begin with. Right. Yeah. And the, I don't want to say too much about it since Michael hasn't watched it. And I don't want to like, spoil some of the stuff that I figured out early, but I guess a lot of people did not figure out early, you know, about the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that struck me about it the most was it's a French and American show. It's not a Japanese show, right? Yeah. Like, huh, okay. And the animation style while mimicking, Japanese anime was yeah. definitely more like that um red turtle it it's very I felt when I was watching it like this is very anime inspired but it yeah. is not it did not feel like was in it, any way anime was it red turtle that was the one that um Studio Ghibli did with France mm. I think that was it but the I, the style is sure. inspired but not but not exactly the same and the same kind of went for the acting. I was unable, and this was weird to me, to get Japanese subtitles for this show on my TV. In that mm. you wanted the subtitle not sub- language? Uh, du- no, not subtitles. I'm sorry. I was unable to get the Japanese audio track. There is no Japanese audio track for that show. I know. I also looked. That's really strange to me. I mean, it proves your point more that this is not a Japanese-focused, Japanese-created piece of media, right? It's made from a Western team for a Western audience. Yeah, it very much was for a Western audience. There's moments in there where um, Mizu's on like an acid trip, and all of a sudden we hear Metallica. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. But the the rest of the show is, like, very calm and introspective. It was uh, very uneven, but not all the time. I think I felt that uh, I enjoyed the fact that it was, like, trying to do stuff with both the animation side, right, and the storytelling side. And, you know, they they moved that into the art style even, right? Yeah. And I was, you know, I, I, I enjoyed that stuff, so I didn't interpret it as uneven but i definitely see how you could get to i thought it was there there definitely were uh episodes that felt like they spinned their their heels or they were just kind of like you know spinning place for a little bit in some cases i thought it was pretty cool that they got japanese americans to do the the voices for the english so it's like you know george takei and randall park and yeah, it was good. Man, that's a another good segue onto more TV stuff. Uh, I know Michael at least has seen. Uh, Michael, did you see the trailer for X Men '97? I did. I think I'm Randall Park. Uh, now that I said it, I think he's Korean. I got to correct that. But yeah. anyway, uh, Asian at least, right? I don't know. That's, that's better. I'm making some. Oh yeah, <laughs> I no. Know. I was just trying better. to think. I was trying to think of the people that I remember in it without looking them all up, but. I remember those two names off the top of my head because I have distinctive voices. And then I was like, wait, no, he's Korean. They were very good in that show, too. I, I enjoyed yeah. all the voice actors. Randall Park was very funny in a very dry way, especially after um, his injury. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sorry. Uh, speaking of X-Men 97, though, Michael, did you know they brought back a lot of the original voice cast. 
So that was one of the first things that I wanted to look up about it. Um, because I, you know, one of the, one of the most iconic voices in that original X-Men animated series is Wolverine's. Did they bring back Wolverine? So I'm not all the way sure who was and wasn't back. I think they're a a non-zero number of the people have passed away, but I believe most of them are back with one notable exception of Jubilee, who they asked the original person to come back. But she declined and said to cast an Asian actor or actress in her place. Really? Oh, interesting. Because apparently the the original Jubilee actress was a, a white woman and wanted an Asian person to be cast in that role. Oh, okay. Which Jubilee is the in the comics, at least that I have read, is typically written and drawn as as some level of Asian descent, depending on which continuity you're talking about. Yes. So uh, I heard that they did that and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, wait, they all those people came back. How <laughs> are all of them really old? No, uh, no I don't think I mean, I, I looks like probably a couple probably came back, but um, I can't imagine yeah. they got that. many. It, I think that, you know, is some of them. I, I think most of them did come back or at least were offered the roles and whether they still wanted them or not, you know. Uh-huh. Um, But I thought that was cool that they did it and. You know, seeing that this is meant to be the whole like continuation of the original X Men animated series, were you guys into that show as kids? It was a big uh, deal. I remember yeah. like loving that show as a kid. Yeah, so I, I think my my I loved it as a kid. I'll start there, but I think my issue was with so many cartoons as a kid was that you're never able to watch all of it all the way through. Sure, right. So you're it wasn't until you can uh, do it now. I've done it. I did it. I did it. I think the summer after I graduated from college, I was like, you know what? I can watch all of these in a row now. So I'm going to do it. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be Cyclops X-Men. The broadcast being what it was, you know, you didn't always get all the episodes in order or you didn't get them the right way or whatever. And so that show has a very heavy narrative element. I'll tell you because I've started rewatching it again on Disney plus. Oh, Uh, yeah, I started with the first season just to be like, is this the show? Did I like this show? Was it actually any good? It's like, ah, you know what? This show's all right. It's pretty I bet good. you remember more of the later one, the X, the second X-Men show than that one. Then you think, you know, um, I, I'm fairly called. confident. I remember this show because I have a deep burned in memory of that opening scene. Well, I know that oh, yeah. and, the, and the sound Come on, that music. That no one could ever forget that music if they watched it. Live. Oh, so good, man. Everyone uh, should go watch that show. It's still good. So I'm um, looking at the, I'm looking at the voice talent. Wolverine is back. Rogue is back. Beast is back. I think of X-Men Evolution. I might be thinking you of might be. different there show. Was, there was different no, show no, no, no. I'm saying of the like the one that um that you might remember more of maybe not though just because we would have been older yeah i am a a little bit older than you yeah i don't remember watching x-men evolution i definitely watched this show but like michael i I definitely agree i never watched all of it through yeah but x-men animated series would have started when i was like six so it's hard to remember all of that one versus i can remember a lot more of x-men evolution and i knew it was i was on wb yeah Uh, because also that i mean this x-men show was syndicated for years afterwards right so it's possible i didn't watch it in the original airing and i watched it at some point later which again with syndication you know it doesn't all come out in the right order yeah and so it'd be like you watch this episode you're like oh cliffhanger and then it's like next week you watch the show and it's like some other episode you're Mm -hmm. like what happened Mm -hmm. well i'm excited to watch it I think I'll watch rewatch the animated series. I don't know if I'll do it with the kids though. Yeah, it's yeah. you know nineties. It's not. I've only watched like the first eight episodes of the first season, and it's yeah. not like objectionable. I'll say so far, uh-huh. but it's also very nineties like animation. Your kids might not be into it. Like it's just not aimed at them. I would guess. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just send her outside for batting practice while I watch it. There you go. Oh boy. Well, uh I think that's that's got to be it. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about side pots. <laughs> <laughs> Save it. We need something for next week. That's true. 
Um, if people want to email us why Cyclops is the best X-Men. They could do that. And Andy is wrong. At I will tell you. Response. I, I will tell you from watching that show, they really want you to like Cyclops a lot, though. That, that X-Men animated show is like, yo, Cyclops is the man. And they want you to know. So I could see how you could get there if that was your first exposure to Cyclops, Andy. Yeah, I mean, look, you, then you read Phoenix Saga and you're like, look how selfless this man is. You know? Yeah, they do it in this show at some point. I don't know which season. I'll get there. I'm pretty sure, yeah, they do. Yeah, they get there. Uh, but you can send those emails to where, Michael? Uh, you can send those to podcast at wewaregamers.com. You can also get at us on social medias, uh, find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and you should go check out our YouTube, youtube.com slash at we were gamers. And that's podcast at we were gamers.com. And let us know about who the real best X-Man is, though, because it might not necessarily be Cyclops in your opinion. You know. OK, well, I mean, do we want to give them a list like like Cyclops, Wolverine? Let's see. Storm, Beast, Rogue, Jubilee, Gambit, Gambit uh, Jean, Jean Grey, Grey, Professor X. Who else was in the original Nightcrawler. show? No, it was not in the original show. Guaranteed. Uh, um, let's see. Morph. Uh, who Morph was in there? there? Morph was a made-for-TV character in, in that show. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, am am I wrong? Or was, was Nightcrawler in there? Maybe later. I haven't seen him yet. Uh, uh, Colossus shows up. Yeah. Juggernaut oh, yeah. shows Definitely up. Colossus. Magneto. I, so Nightcrawler, Michael, is a major component of X-Men Evolution. Yeah, this is true. Yes. Which is why I've, sometimes when people talk about Nightcrawler a lot, I'm like, ah, uh, you liked X-Men Evolution. I don't know. Or, you know, maybe you just like a chaotic neutral and you like the Sentinel robots. Whatever. Email us. It's the main thing I kept thinking as the game went on and it was like, there's so much busy work. You know? Yeah. It's just like so much busy work. It sounds like it was your Ebony experience as well. Keep upgrading your base. Yeah, exactly. You just need this to get to the next level. Well, now I can build two bases because I hit base level whatever. So I can go build another base somewhere mm-hmm. if I want to build a second base and pop oh, that base like with pals and do all the same work all over again. It's definitely a game that seems like it's meant to keep you on there forever. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't know why, because it's I mean, it's paid if you don't have Xbox. So I guess maybe Xbox wants it to go on forever because they have it. Maybe they're funding it. That would make sense. Is Xbox funding Pal World? It's the third biggest third-party game on Game Pass ever. Okay. Curiouser and Curiouser, Cursor. Did you ever beat? It's uh, probably long, too long a conversation. But did you ever beat Lupero? I did not. Okay. I don't remember how far I got. I unlocked several of the next characters. Yeah. I just don't know if it's worth continuing. Or if I should just say I got the most out of it, I should. Unfortunately, I can't tell you. 